0: Hello, friends, and welcome back to Pierre, Pierre, Pressure, Pierre Podcast. Pressure Podcast. I'm your host, Pierre de This is the show where I interview musicians and talk to them about their musical process, how they make their music, how they think about art and the world. I talk to guitar players, singers, keyboard players, songwriters, composers. I try to get into their process and get into the nitty gritty of how they make their songs, how they make their music what instruments they play. I get into the nerdy musical stuff, but I also want to try to talk to them about politics in this day and age. I think politics and art and music are intertwined inextricably. I believe that all art is political in the sense that the job of the artist is to point out what's going on in the world. And right now, there's never been a stronger need for such a thing. I also just need to take this second to ask you if you're listening to this podcast and you like it and you're a regular listener please go on iTunes and subscribe to it if you haven't already and please rate it I don't ask any money for this I do it on my own dime I do it out of the goodness of my uh, heart or to bug you or whatever so I would just really like you to do me a favor and please take two seconds and do that on your phone or on your computer thank you Every musician I know has a different philosophy about how much they want to get involved in politics in their music or their art. Some just want to entertain. Some just want to rock out. Other people want to overtly make a statement. Some people want to proselytize from the stage. Some people think that has no place in a rock and roll show or in a music show or in entertainment. Everybody has his or her own approach. My guest on today's podcast is Rick Froberg. Rick is a singer, guitarist, songwriter, musician, and visual artist. He does all the artwork for all his albums. He has been in a ton of great bands starting in the late 80s. He was in Pitchfork, Drive Like Jehu, Hot Snakes, and Obits. He continues to play with most of those projects. We'll talk about his whole musical trajectory starting in San Diego and moving to New York. And all the great bands he's been in and the people he's played with, we talk about what the word punk Punk rock 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 means to him, which is not a word he really likes. He's a rock and roll musician, and he's been doing rock and roll for a long time, doing it well, and also making great artwork for all of his records and as a commercial artist as well. So we had a really good time talking. Rick is of the opinion that it's better to rock and let the music speak for itself. So he's not 100% comfortable talking about politics, but we had a really good chat anyway. Speaking of politics, right now, America is in the midst of an impeachment trial, which is not really a trial. It's kind of a farce perpetrated by uncooperative Republicans. The Democrats are trying to get to the truth. They're doing their job. They're holding the president accountable for his illegal and unethical actions. Congress, led by the Republicans, is obstructing justice, not letting there be witnesses or evidence introduced in the case. So it's really not a case. It's just kind of a a circus that Democrats have no choice but to participate in because if they don't, they're saying that the rule of law has no meaning in America. So this is why they're doing it. They're not doing it for political gain because it's actually kind of politically useless. The real politics is up to us. We have to vote. We have to get rid of as many Republicans as possible They're the ones who are putting us in this mess on every level, not just presidential. The presidential level is sort of almost the least important one. We have to start at the bottom and just clean house. Get rid of all the corruption. Get rid of the team that's been cheating you for all these years. I recently watched the movie Dark Crystal, the Jim Henson movie from the 80s. And in it, there are the evil Skeksis who are these like lizard vulture people and they're super corrupt and they're kind of hanging on for life, sucking the essence out of younger, healthier creatures, draining all the resources from the land and just hanging on for dear life because they know their time is coming. And I could not think of a more apt metaphor for the current Republican Party. They even look like them. I mean, those skexies look like Mitch McConnell and the rest of the gang. So hopefully the things in America will turn out a little bit like the Dark Crystal. I'm not sure if everything's going to be rosy and we're all going to get sucked into a miraculous crystal world of happiness, but it definitely needs to be better than it is now. In any case, I'm very thankful for musicians like Rick Froberg who make such good music and keep us rocking. So please enjoy my conversation with Rick Froberg. Well, yeah. well, yeah. Alright, talking to Rick Froberg, musician, artist. Um, Rick, thanks for doing this. You're welcome. Really Thank you. Happy to talk to you. I have... Really enjoyed your music for decades. Yeah, (laughs) decades, decades. So it's—I mean—you've done so much amazing stuff musically. I don't know as much about your um, visual art, so I'm kind of excited to talk about both those things. Sure. And then sneak some politics in there, which is what I do here on PR pressure. Pressure. Yeah, Yeah, that's going to be harder for me. But (laughs) understood. That's okay. Um, So um, I know you grew up in San Diego, and you started. Uh, you started with pitchfork which was a band you did with with john reese but like how did that start were you guys in high school together like what was going on with that
1: i met john at i think it was the anarchy picnic which is in balboa park which is a park by the waterfront park for people who've never been to san diego and his band played i think his band was called coitus interruptus okay (laughs) and it was like you know they set up a generator and uh Blah blah blah, and I ended up talking to John and some of his friends afterwards, and and just got to be friends with them. and and, um, and he had this other band; he was looking for a singer person, and I was like, "I'll do that." And so I was ride... in high school at the time. He was still in high school. I had just graduated. He's one year younger than me. Okay. Um, so Amazing. yeah, I met him that way, and I, I was involved in other. St- I was in that. I was in that band, Crash Worship. Do you remember that? Oh, band? you were. Yeah, I oh, was the first. That was the that. first band I was in.
0: I didn't know you were in that band. Play drums, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Everyone played drums in that yeah, band. Yeah, well, wow.
1: It's not that hard. <laughs> I remember crashing. I mean, it's just a tom-tom or two. <laughs> I did
0: not know you were in that band. Were, did you do? Were you in that for a long time?
1: I was in that band for about maybe a year, and then uh, I was talking to John about Pitchfork because Pitchfork before started before I was in the band. Oh, and John okay. was singing. Okay. And he wanted to get a singer, and uh, they had a different singer, and he didn't work out. And I was like, "I'll do it." And uh, and I'd already been in one of his bands for a minute before. We never actually even played live though. Um, so I I tried out for that, and I was th- immediately thrown into that. And I, so I quit Crash Worship, and they were kind of mad at me actually.
0: Crash Worship got like kicked out of every single club that they ever played at. I well, feel they, like they deserved it. They were just. They, I remember seeing them a few times, and they uh, destroyed everything yep. that they came in contact with. I, I saw him at the, at Brownies in New York once. And they played at Brownies. They played at Brownies yeah. and they um, first and last time. Yeah, first and last time. And they set a bunch of shit on fire. And they this the singer or whoever had a remember those Boda Jason. bags? They're like these wine skins filled yep. with wine, and he mm-hmm. was just squirting it in everyone's mouth in the entire audience. Yeah, that's that's that's,
1: <laughs> that's mild stuff for them. But when yeah. I when I was in the band, it was it was like it, they played it like we played it like you know. Coffee place like two five eight one stuff like like little 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 tiny places and there was no, it was more arty. It was more like Savage Republic or something where you just there was music, but it wasn't this, this let's destroy everything thing. Right, it wasn't that didn't it didn't have that developed after I left. Right, and it was amazing. Yeah, um, but yeah, they they were thrown in systematically at every place they went.
0: Well, okay, so you're doing that, but when and you were playing drums in that, but were you already a guitar player? No, that I point? wasn't.
1: I wasn't a guitar player when I was in pitchfork. Oh, okay.
0: So you showed up and they were like, "You should be. Our, you can
1: be our singer." Uh, I I think I had to talk him into it. My oh, friend, okay. My my good friend Don, who lived closer to me, played bass, and I knew John. I think I actually introduced us to John and Don. Okay. Uh, um. And um, yeah, I just sort of managed to, you know, I did have a guitar. I had a, I had a really nice. Uh, Twin Reverb Like a six, like a pre-CBS Twin Reverb And I had, a, I had a really nice Pre-CBS Jaguar Which I bought for like You know at the time Like 250 bucks And nice. the amp was like 200 bucks Yeah And I traded those things in And I got a PA And that was pretty much How I got the job singing Because I was the only person Who had a PA Oh okay So I went I traded those things in Which were thousands of dollars now Yeah <laughs> To get a PA uh, To sing in Pitchfork So yeah And
0: they practiced at your house Or something
1: They practiced at Joey's house The drummer
0: Okay <laughs> So, the whole time you've been doing music, it seems like you've been like really into art, and really into painting and drawing and stuff. Was that happening already back then? Like, I've
1: always done that. Yeah. Were
0: you going to school for that, or like how did that you know, work
1: out? I never went to any. I, I never went to school. I went to I went to like a I took like a couple art history classes, maybe a drawing class at Palomar College, and then I got a job immediately because I had a fanzine that uh, was pretty looks pretty pro for a fanzine and uh, it that was, you put
0: out yeah what was it called
1: it's called subculture i could probably i'll show you one Oh, cool it. um like xerox like no it's no it i paid was... i paid like a dollar a copy to have that thing printed oh, really? on glossy off, you know offset wow. yeah i i i made this fanzine and uh i tried then i tried to sell it and people were like i was like i asked for a dollar for it people were like <laughs> which is
0: what it cost you <laughs> like, to make fuck that yeah
1: and then, so basically, I I, I made these fanzines, and I, once I had to sell them, and I was just like, "Fuck this! I'm not selling these things." <laughs> but it, it did it did get, it did get end up getting me a job at Transworld Skateboarding Magazine slash oh. Snowboarding Magazine, and uh, there that's where I learned to do you know all all commercial art stuff. I learned to do wow. it, was, it was all analog. Then it was all you yeah. know like rubolith and specking type and all that stuff. It was wow. all that. So I learned to do I learned to do it the old fashioned way before computers and stuff like that. Oh, wow. And yeah.
0: you were doing that at, uh, like, right That was That school? was, like,
1: that was, like, 1987. Wow. Something like that to, I think I quit in 90. That was the last year I worked there. Oh, wow. It's so like three years I worked there.
0: Oh, wow. That's cool. So then, you're, so you're doing Pitchfork, and I just have to ask this kind of a dumb question, but does the name of the band have anything to do with the name of the magazine? I mean, the the website? The website? Yeah, yeah. they stole
1: the name. Okay, that's
0: what I thought. Like, they saw you guys or something? I don't or know. Like,
1: they just thought it sounded good, and they, they took it, and they, they must have realized that
0: was it a magazine at one point, or is there's always no, been it was just always a, web been a thing? website? Yeah.
1: So it's it's way after yeah. the band. Oh, okay. All right. Wanted to put
0: that, set the record straight on that. Yeah. And so, and then you've been doing like record, uh, record sleeve art, you know, album art for for a really long time. Did that start? So you guys did Pitchfork. Did you do the art for Pitchfork?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Any band I've ever been in, I've 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 done the art for. Yeah. I, I guard that in that position jealously. That's that's something I. Right.
0: You know, that's the that's like in your contract you're a writer yeah,
1: that's in okay yeah. it's it's implied
0: yeah and so you started off I guess talk about some of the album art that you liked I mean when you were you know starting out and stuff that maybe influenced you
1: um I don't know I always liked record covers I always thought record covers the point of a record cover was not to actually know so much look good as to make the record seem like it was going to be a good record yeah to um, sell it basically there's records that have lousy covers I think that are and I like lousy art. I like the phone book and stuff. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I like graphics and yeah, crappy stuff.
0: Um, well, I just I remember like municipal how much stuff. I like the, that kind of stuff. Drive like well, so after after Pitchfork, Drive like Jehu
1: started happening. How did that kind of happen? How did Jehu happen? Yeah, Pitchfork broke up, and um, because what did, why did Pitchfork break up? I think Don, no, Don quit. We get we get Nick, we replaced Don, and then uh, I don't remember the actual reason we broke up, but after that, me and John still wanted to play some stuff, and I was like, I want to play guitar, mm-hmm. because I'd had some horrible experiences being the free singer, oh yeah, yeah, like just trying to rock the mic without a, without something to hide behind oh just like just like when everything goes wrong, like the guitars aren't working and stuff, but i just didn't I didn't have any crowd uh management skills I didn't have any
0: oh, you' like trying to like banter.
1: Yeah, we played at Fugazi once at uh, at Gilman Street. Wow. And uh <laughs> is This is Pitchfork? Uh, yeah, Pitchfork did. Wow. We played with them uh, we, we played a bunch of them, I think. Yeah. And and uh anyway, all our stuff, Nate, John's stuff, didn't work. And okay. it, and, and uh it, it crapped out like his he had like a, a full stack it, it. crapped out like in the uh like I don't know, three or four songs into it, and people were just like boo fuck you Fugazi <laughs> and I was sitting. I was almost I was almost in tears I don't think I actually, and you're the guy with the mic so you have yeah, to Yeah, I'm like I just fuckers. didn't know what to do I didn't know what to say to them I didn't, yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't tell jokes I don't know what to do they yeah. were just they were rabid you know you remember seeing Fugazi how rabid the audience was Yeah, they didn't want to see I was probably else. one <laughs> yeah. yeah probably you were no um, I wasn't not at that um, but a lot of people were I would remember yeah but I, I wouldn't as, boo the as an band. aside as an aside uh, the one cool well, I remember that Ian Came to me afterwards and I put his arm around me and said, Man, that was great. That was a great show. And blah, 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 blah. And it made me feel so much That's better. Really, I mean, Ian, so I saw Fugazi and they had a beat happening open. Right. I saw, I saw, I saw the one with the ashtray? Yes. Yeah, ashtray with the I was, face. I was on the stage. Okay. I was literally on no the backstage. Where was walking. that? It was in California. It was in It was in the country club.
0: So someone throws an ashtray at, what's his face? And they tagged him. Yeah, and he's bleeding. Yeah. Um, The singer, his name is Calvin. Calvin Johnson. And he's bleeding. and. Ian was so pissed. I remember. <laughs> which he should be. Fuck yeah. Yeah, so I'm saying like...
1: Everyone was But anyway, that was fucked up. Right. So, First of yeah, all, what was the fuck that... are the... <laughs> why are you throwing big, an ashtray? Why do they even have big glass ashtrays at this place? <laughs> right. It was like one of those 1970s, show. like, you know, your grandma's ashtray. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, yeah. I remember at the end of that show, at the, at the end of their set, Calvin did the most badass thing, which I thought was... Totally cool is he. He said, did the last song acapella. Do you remember that? Yes. He just sang because he
0: was like, you know what? Fuck you guys. And he's like bleeding down his face. Yep. And he sings acapella. It was one of the punkest things I've it ever was. seen. It was. It was really. And cool. then he just
1: jumps off the stage and pushes his way out the front door. I remember that. It was like I was there. You yeah, were at That, that, that show badass. Yeah, I was there. Were
0: you? Play- did you guys play at that show? No, no, no. I would remember that.
1: That was that was before we when we played that? like the the second Fugazi tour. I think with the the one after, after they had a record out. So we played like at the Anti Club with them. And then we put, went to San Francisco and played in, at Gilman Street with them. Nice. And then uh, later we played with them at the La Paloma. Oh yeah, and that was pretty cool. That's so my favorite
0: one. Um, I love Jehu so much, and we were talking about art before, and like how it's like kind of. I think I might have seen that artwork first, like the oh. line drawing of the. Was it the first album it had like? This, know, I'm the first
1: out. album has like the tape on it. it. Has the tape on it, which
0: is yeah. awesome. Yeah. But then the second one has the line drawing. Like it's like black. Yeah, just, it just looks on, like it looks like a drawing It whatever. looks
1: like a rainbow, and I I was really. But I do out. like that cover because I do like the image. Yeah, and I just it's it like out. ink
0: spilling or something. What is it's it? like just like a sort of. Uh,
1: it's uh, Like a top top of the top of an ink bottle hovering over the uh, and spilling or squirting yeah. the ink out of its own volition, which I thought would be it's cool. Cool. really cool. It's super simple, and it's awesome. yeah, that's a cool image. Yeah, and so, I mean, I remember seeing it you took guys, me five. It took me five minutes to do that cover. That's cool.
0: Yeah, I remember, just kind of. Getting becoming aware of, of your band like back then and thinking that you're
1: well you uh, you lived in SD then
0: right you lived in I it. did I lived, I went to UCSD and I was right I oh, was right, there yeah. around that time and I remember um, thinking that you're one of the great melodic screamers of rock and <laughs> one yeah here
1: go, we're gonna disagree because I don't I think
0: I mean listen yeah. I think you're you're a great singer I think you can sing but you're also a really great fucking screamer which is not easy to do.
1: Well, yeah, that band was hard. That band, yeah, it was. It was like I'm
0: saying a lot the screamer. reason I, I'm not the reason I screaming. started screaming like that yeah.
1: is because I couldn't ever hear myself.
0: Well, I was going to ask you if the reason you were screaming like that was because you worship Satan. No. No. Do <laughs> <I'm gonna laughs> so you need Satan. to
1: worship Satan to sing scream like that? No. You couldn't hear yourself. Okay. I probably get along with him. <laughs> but I, I. But I don't worship him. Right.
0: Oh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that, that, that's the whole that whole screaming thing started because I couldn't hear my voice, and then when I finally really? actually got to hear it on the record, I mean that's what it was. It's too late, to change it. You can't really sing. It's like do, 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 do. you can't sing to that shit because right. it's, it's 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 totally. Uh, yeah, but
0: that style that you created it's noise you know? is something that's been that's got, that's stuck through all of your projects, but has been kind of refined in different ways. I feel like, but it's the screamy. Super melodic kind of like at the top of your I try. volume
1: range. I don't know how to explain it. It's really amazing. I kinda of learned like, how to do it now. I don't really yeah. I don't really I don't really scream so much I just it's just I don't it's just such a default thing to me at this point. Like yeah. I just just do that. You
0: screamed a lot more in, in Jehu and then Yeah, like, hot Snakes. I tried not to scream. Right. Absolutely. And then it got to sing more. But much it's much more
1: melodic. I'm just not really a, a singer singer, you know, I'm not like a
0: Chris I mean, Cornell
1: or something like that. I can't I can't Right. right. Well,
0: nobody's a Chris Cornell. Like no. he's like an opera singer, basically. But right. But but I mean, this brings me to like I mean I've been listening to your stuff throughout the whole spectrum, and like I think you're more melodic than you admit or something. I don't know. Like I feel like you, there's parts of your catalog where it's like straight up pop singing. It's really sure. cool. Like well, anyway, I like a
1: good song. I want I want to try to make a song be good. Yeah. And well, that's great.
0: what that brings me to the beginning. Like how you how those songs are constructed because. Jehu is so um, unusual. I mean, everything you've done has it just kind of like subverts like what you think is going to happen next, so to kind of take you on a ride where you have no idea what the fuck's going to happen next. But with Jehu, it started
1: off and it was how are those songs constructed? I'm so com- was, curious. Jehu was a, a lot of democracy. There's a lot of uh, Mark, the drummer, had a lot of input into into the arrangement, into all. Everyone really put their their so you're like. Two cents in. I mean, everyone You're, you're did. slogging it out, and are you recording stuff? You're going to be like, okay, this is cool.
0: Right here, we throw in like one and a half extra beats for no fucking reason, and everyone's going to remember that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: People, yeah. people wanted to fuck with it, and people wanted to. Yeah. I remember talking to John about it, and he was like, and this sounds funny now, but it's like, I really want to make the music of the 90s. I want, to, I, want, I want to make. And it really is the music of the 90s. Yeah. um, Yeah. But yeah, it's. It's true. It is. I mean, yeah. we want to make something that was contemporary, not something that was just.
0: Yeah, except a lot of people—not a lot of people—could do that. Could do, could make that kind of music in the '90s. Well, most it's all about couldn't. intent. If you if you, if you try yeah.
1: to do that, then then, right, you, it, it can be done. And and also it depends on who's who's in the band, what what they bring to the table. John's a really good guitar player, obviously. Yeah, in a really weird weird unique way, he's like a very yeah. Just a, he's just a pure rhythm guitar player. Yeah. Uh, but so he, was
0: most of the rhythmic stuff coming from him, and then you're throwing on no your weirdness because we, on top?
1: because when 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 Jehu formed basically Pitchfork pilfered the rhythm section of this band Night Soil Man oh I remember them yeah which Mark was in Mark and, and Mike and there was both, a woman Mark and Mike were both at Rosebud yeah I remember them they're, they're amazing amazing man. yeah I don't know I tell people I sometimes like there's a recording or something I, talk, like, I play play for people and it's like they don't get it this doesn't come across listen I remember them playing live, live at KSDT
0: like at the yeah. radio station and blowing my I mean yeah, believe it Mark. was insane or at the Shake Cafe or something yeah, they were amazing. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so that was the rhythm those ideas came from
1: We Mark. wanted we wanted pitchfork, the, the sort of the sort of the whatever the guitar singing elements, but two guitars. Yeah. And the uh with the rhythm with the just dist- driving rhythm section of Night's Fall Man. Yeah. So it was kind of a, for San Diego, it was kind of a super group.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I remember. So then like, so you are just talking about the two guitar situation. Yep. Do you, um, and which is like, so much of the sound is like the way the two guitars play with each other, but do you, do you use pedals? Or yeah. do you like, what's your uh,
1: situation with amps and pedals? And You know, I just started using this thing. My friend Mark um, from this band, Desdemona's in, in DC and he's, in every other band on DC too but he was we, we, were, we were playing with the, their band and I was using his amp and it sounded not as good as he did <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> like what are you doing <laughs> and he's like oh yeah I have this uh, I have this uh, you know this, this this boost that I use it just kind of kind of compresses a little bit and I was like sure I was like what where do I get that well, so <laughs> so I so I went and got one Yep. and it didn't do that much but it does it definitely makes it a little bit more like. So, yeah. but I live in the pedal. I don't. I don't, click it on and off. you're just, you're just, just in it. it. Just so it just makes your tone. It's like having a little. Yeah. But before that, nothing. Nothing ever. Ever.
0: Well, that's wow. in
1: obits. In obits, I used. I used a wah once in a while. Oh, I remember. Yeah, hearing but some I would wah. just, you know, just. That's, Turn the it only, off. that's the only pedal I really like. It does. I mean, I'm always baffled by people who have like. Maybe this is you. Don't. I'm not. It's I'm okay. Not, I'm, not I, I'm.
0: I'm trying to scale back on my pedals. No. Well, it's just, it's just like they have this
1: big bank of pedals. and You see them stepping on stuff, and, and there's nothing changes. About the I know. I know. It's like it sounds Dude, the same.
0: Believe me, I get it. It's like that's why. But you know Simplify. why? Though. Here's why. Because I've never been, and I'm really jealous of people like you who are in bands where you can just turn your Marshall really fucking loud, and then you get so much color from how the Marshall, you know, how far away you are from it, or how much you, you, you turn this? up your guitar. Sure. So like I've I've never. I, I want to be in a loud band like that, but I haven't been ever. Thank you. Um, yeah, you have. Um,
1: haven't you? What, I mean, sort of. of Mellow was a like kind Melo of.
0: Uh, I've been in bands like that are rock bands, but if I had brought in a Marshall and said, guys, I'm just going to turn it up till it feeds back and then just turn it a little bit further, a little bit down, and then that's it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, I, I would love to do it.
1: Whatever. This it's, is a, it's a pretty good feeling. <laughs> it's a great
0: feeling because then it's just like the instrument. That's the instrument. It's like a loud, crazy horse that well, you have to, like, ride.
1: Playing a Marshall is really fun because it's it's, yeah. make, it's making your pant legs flap. Yeah, exactly. And, it, and it's, like, it's... Pushing it's, air. It's a good feeling. And that's one of the... Like I said, like, when I wanted to play guitar, one of the reasons I just wanted something to hide behind. Yeah. It's like, if people were critical or had to... No, I don't give a fuck. But 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 back then, I was right. very sensitive. And, like, uh, just having that... What? Right. I can't hear you. Right. Ah. You know, just had something... Right. Just have something, a weapon in your hands. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Just... It's a bludgeoning instrument. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
0: and it's, and that, there's a lot of bludgeoning going on in a lot of the songs you've done, but like, so, uh, obviously, it's called punk punk is the word, you know, right? But, like, you've got it, a lot of influences. I call it
1: rock and roll. Rock and roll. So I call it rock and roll. I think punk is uh overused, overused word. Overused word, yeah. Yeah.
0: So, like, you, you... One of the songs you turned me on to just now, we'll get into this now, is uh, this song called Revolution by the band X from Australia, which right. I didn't know about. I Obviously, I love X, California X. Oh, amazing. Always loved X. They had nothing to do with each other, but yeah. Right, nothing to do with each other. And so you... So I was gonna ask you, like, hey, if you if you had to throw me a song that was like something kind of political, what would it be? And you, you, uh, you did the song "Revolution," which you guys covered. Let's check it out.
1: Song because one thing I don't like when musicians I don't like musicians who especially from the stage pontificate or or talk about politics or whatever I don't want to I don't that's not what I'm here for yeah I'm here I'm here I'm here, I'm there to be entertained yeah and to enjoy myself in rock and roll and lose my mind and not think about those things because that stuff is all around you all the time and you get tired of it yeah and I like that song because it's like uh, the lyrics are like they're just kind of like the chorus is like stinking up your revolution so you say the time is near rock and roll maybe no solution but that's what I want to hear yeah no 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 no, rock and roll totally and I I fucking love that yeah (laughs) that's how I feel about it yeah I, I mean I want I want people to check that shit at the door and have a good time
0: yeah I mean and I get that it's like if I think it's kind of saying like like politics don't belong in at this party or whatever, <laughs> like, no, it's just, a party. Yeah, it's a party.
1: It's a party, not a not a rally. I get that. Um, it should be a party. It should be fun. You know, I have friends who do this. You know, like in bands, and I love the people to death. But sometimes they just sit there and like go off in these long speeches or whatever, and it's like, first of all, you're preaching to the converted. Everyone probably thinks pretty the much the same what as you, you. Yeah, pretty much what okay. you say. Another thing is like it's like wasting valuable time. We could be rock, <laughs> we could be rocking and rolling right now. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. But I mean, you played with Fugazi. Getting back to Fugazi, I mean, they were they very were political. never like that. But they would he wouldn't they wouldn't preach on stage. Absolutely yeah. not. But the lyrics are saying stuff that is trying to like yeah, say, instigate if you're change. You're gonna say it
1: say it with lead. Do it say it with fucking your song. If you, yeah. if you have something to say in your song, that's cool. Yeah. But but yeah, it's sitting there and like talking, and preaching at the mic. Fugazi yeah. did do some sure like. I mean, how many times have you seen Fugazi where somebody will throw a shoe at Ian and he'll take off his guitar and like, yeah, and he'll lecture the audience? And it's actually pretty funny, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but that's more about just being a, being a decent person. Right.
0: But, so, but then, okay, you, you recorded a cover, man. Um, Graham Nash cover, uh, Military... Military Madness. Military Madness. It's an amazing song. Beautiful cover. I, I was blown away by
1: it. That was So idea. It was whose idea? Still Rob's idea. Oh yeah,
0: he's the guy in Obits, right? That's an Obits song, yeah. Yeah. Okay, but you sing it. Uh huh. And it's really melodic. It's like the. It's a really different. I love that. That's a great record.
1: That Graham Nash record. I had I had had not
0: been aware. Yeah, music for beginners. I was not aware of it. Um, The cover's really beautiful, but I mean, like, there it's it's pretty much saying it. It's putting it out there, like politically.
1: Well, it's it's very it's very uh, broad. It's not like you're not saying anything specific. You're saying something like I hate military madness, which I do. Um, but you, it's not it's not like if you if you say something like if you were to say something like uh, talk about Ray, Reagan or Trump or something, that kind of dates something, right? And, and it makes it and it makes it only applicable to oh, a certain time, right? You know what I'm saying? It doesn't make whereas, it like this. Whereas a... military madness is timeless. That's right. that's. That's not going anywhere. Right. And um, especially it's happening now, right? No, it's always happening. As we speak. It's, it's it's perpetual. It's, yeah, it never stops. And but yeah. But I think it sucks. Yeah. So pick a song because just you
0: know he's like the song. You know? No, I know. And that's it gets me back to t- ex- Australia X ex- the Australian X band. Like that song, like, first of all, when you hear the original, I'm like, this could be your band. Like it's so much like I feel like there's so much rick can in it. Did you hear the
1: that. cover? I heard
0: the cover. Your the cover, cover.
1: I, we sound we, it sounds pretty much the same. You sound we, the same. We don't, awesome. we don't we don't we don't do anything to it. That's we try to play same. it.
0: You totally nailed it. And I was like but hard song to play too because it's so messed up. The guitar playing is like really weird. Yeah. It's yeah. really cool. I love it. And but also just like kind of the way he sings and stuff, there's a lot of yeah like the your stuff in there. I loved it. It's such a cool Yeah, they're great. And also like I wasn't aware of that particular uh Australian like punk band. I love like the Saints and Radio Burnman and stuff. Oh yeah. I love sense. that stuff. There's
1: so many there's so many good bands from Australia There's yeah. there's some kind of there's something rock gone. and roll gene they have there. I know. I mean, my it's favorite amazing. band of all time is A C D C actually. Yeah. yeah. And uh it's, it's like we forget they're Australian it. almost. People I forget. <laughs> I never do. That never even crosses my mind. Mm. They 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 just seem super Aussie to me, even though, you know, the brothers were born in Scotland and so was Bon Scott and Yeah. But that that period of A C D C the Bon Scott period was like it never gets old. I've been, I've been listening to it since I was I don't know, since I first heard it like in when I was I don't know, third grade or something. I don't remember. But I just yeah. never stopped listening to it. I love it. It's that same thing of like just
0: turning the guitar up and being really honest with it. Like it's loud. They don't and don't use it's just, pedals either. Yeah, exactly. I know. Well, I mean, I've heard Ian McKay say that too. He's like, D- no, he doesn't. pedals. No, I know, but I've heard him say like name e- ACDC and like he named check ACDC. Yeah, totally. And like <laughs> yeah, like the the SG through a Marshall. Like fuck that is totally. You know what I mean? That's, that's, that's yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, that makes sense. So um, after uh, after Drive Like Jehu who broke up at some point around then, you moved to New York. Um, I moved sure. to
1: New York in 1998 So that's yeah. 21 years I've been here Yeah
0: um, So you're you a West Coast dude Who lives on the East Coast and You've been here a long time So like I like to hear the difference Kind of How what, how did the music scene strike you When you got here
1: In New York Well there's m- much more of it Yeah um, I don't know the difference. I difference think, I think even now San Diego has a really Pretty vibrant music scene Absolutely I, I don't Always has It's just Yeah well no It hasn't well, since I was there, maybe I was. It, it was it was awful. SD used to stand for slow death. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Um, when when yeah, I, this has been gone. This has been talked about a million times, like in that San Diego documentary and stuff like that. Yeah. Which, whatever, but yeah, it was it was miserable. I got there in '88, and things were. That's when I started. It was when awesome. Start, that's yeah. I started to, Yeah. Psh, psh, psh. Yeah. That was that was, really that was when I started to do that. But obviously, here it's New York City. It's probably has the, the most. Insane music scene of any right. city there is. I mean, there's just Everything. every night. There's, yeah. there's there's 50 shows. Yeah, and you could probably, if you wanted to, see something good every night. Here. Yeah, you know, it's for like, sure. So but you like, feel like a small. You feel like, oh, you, like, you know, it's, you know,
0: right. So it's hard to find your footing. And so, like in San Diego, there was, you know, there were all these great clubs, and there was the Casbah, obviously, that was like kind of a home for. Yeah, that's the, a hub. the catalyst. Yeah, and so, do you think there was ever like a Casbah type situation in New York that you?
1: sure there have been I thought the cake shop was really cool yeah um, Williamsburg yeah no cake shop the cake shop wasn't in Manhattan. oh no it's in oh yeah it was in well right side. Yeah. yeah Obis played our first show there cool There wasn't much about it it was, it, it was there was a, a little stage and a little crappy PA and some Christmas lights in the back and. but it had a great vibe you know, you, know you go to some places and it doesn't matter how it's decorated it's just it's, there's a vibe it has a vibe or it doesn't you know like yeah. I will never like Mercury Lounge yeah, no matter what they do to it, you know, it's there's there's just no. The owner of Mercury Lounge physically tried to punch me in the
0: face. Oh, <laughs> I'm just putting that out there.
1: I always have a. <laughs> I have stories about that. I'm not going to go into. But I know.
0: I, Listen, but... God bless him. Now he has like an empire and whatever. He's Is that Bowery. I think it's Bowery Presents. Right. Yeah. Anyway, but he did try to punch me in the face. The bouncer at Mercury Lounge after I played a show there uh-huh. picked me up and ran me through the club and threw me outside because my girlfriend at the time tried to get in without an ID. She was, She was of age but she forgot her ID. That sounds pretty unfair.
1: <laughs> so then you started Hot Sneaks. After you got here and... Hot Sneaks is kind of like Pitchfork. I didn't start it. Oh, John started it with Jason Oh, okay, but wasn't he doing Rocket from the Crypt or that? He was, yeah. Oh, he was doing both at the same he just, time? He just wanted to, he was, he was doing that, he might have even been doing the Sultans. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, but he, should, he started this with Jason just because the they The drummer. Yeah. Yeah. They, Rocket were playing Philly and they those guys developed kind of a friendship and it was like, oh, let's play. And Jason's yeah. a really good drummer. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they just, they they literally shit out like 30 songs. Wow. And a lot of those the are... Sultans. No. Oh, no, this was just Kostini. John. This is John and Jason just... Yeah. Is, it's just drums and guitar. There's no bass on it. Oh, really? There's keyboards on it, but there's no bass on it. On that first record or whatever. Yeah, first record. And on then that. they said you want to sing on it. Well, they John John came through with Rocket or something like that, and uh, you know I would always go, go see him and you know, hang out with the, the dudes. Yeah. And uh, he played that thing for me. I was like, this is great. I love this. This is fucking amazing. You want to sing on it? I was like, sure. So I went out to California and sang on it.
0: This was after they recorded the thirty songs. Already recorded, and
1: you just you just threw stuff on top of it. I just sang there was no vocals on it. Nope. Oh, I see. Okay.
0: Wow. And how did you do that? You just like listen to the stuff. You are like, I could do this. I could figure something out. Yeah, I was like,
1: I want to be. That's that's the kind of band I want to be in. That's a good band. It was. I liked it more than Drive Like Jehu. I was like, Drive Like Jehu was always like. To me, it was like, well, why is this song ten minutes long? I don't understand. (laughs) I am pretty. I don't want to say conservative. I love, but I but I like I like just typical rock and roll. You could tell it I just looking at the fucking records I had laying Yeah, around. Um
0: Totally. But listen, Luau is a great song. No, it's, it it's, needs to be seven
1: minutes long or whatever. That's cool. It is. <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. I don't know well, But I understand. Okay, so you didn't it's get fun out. to play. Mhm. That's a that's a lot of fun to play. Um I have to say that before we Travis to Did a Reunion and uh I was like, I'm never gonna do that. Fuck that. And I was in I was in Barcelona hanging out with some friends and uh my friend D.A. played. Uh, he was just working this bar. We we hung out, hung out, and he was playing. And he played some Drive by and I was like, "What's this? This is kind of cool." And I was like, "He's like, dude, it's your band." <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> don't you love when you don't hear something for a while and you go back and you're
0: like, "Oh, I didn't know what it good. was." I didn't know what it was. I was like, "Oh, fuck, that's pretty cool, actually."
1: And that kind of changed my mind about it. Yeah. And then when we when we started doing it again, it all came right back. Just psh, muscle memory. It took like two practices. It sounded when I saw you guys in New York.
0: Last year or whatever it was. It's oh, that's of,
1: that's the show that everyone has a beef
0: with about because
1: uh, I was really drunk. Yeah, I have no beef with that show. I enjoyed it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I had an argument with my friend Jonathan Krynick about this. He's like, "Yeah, you guys kind of blew it. You guys kind of sucked that night." I was like, "I was like, really?" I so much like, people don't paid have a that lot thing. of money. People paid a lot of money to see that, and like, and like, it's like, well, what do you mean? It's like, if, listen to the record. The shows are always, always going to be different than the record. Yeah. It's not, not going to be the same thing. Totally. I think you guys provided. Provided. So there's a little comedy. And you remember how hot that day was? Yeah. Beat the heat with Ultra Lubricants, the only oils that are specifically blended for tropical conditions to keep viscosity. Give 65% better wear protection and are API, OEM, and MTU approved. Ultra Lubricants, world class solutions for tropical conditions. It was summer. It was, like, sweaty. I, yeah. I walked from, like... To go to the show, I walked from... Just from, like, I don't know, Second Avenue stop or something like that to to uh, Irving. And I, when I by the time I got I was I was hungover because we played the Bell House the night before. Oh, yeah. I got plastered. Wait, that was that's the show, show I went to. It was Bell House. You went to Bell House. I went to Bell no, House. I, no, because I saw you at Irving.
0: Oh, no. Wait, which one did I go to?
1: You went to Irving. I might have gone to both. You Bell might have House. gone to both. I think but I Bell to House more. is better... Yeah, because it, because Bell House was the funnest show of the tour, and it like it's like it's like that was House's Yeah, good. that's what I remember. We got yeah, dest- I got destroyed, and I had the worst hangover, and like <laughs> I was you know walking, and it was like it was like whatever, like a hundred degrees out, and it's a hundred percent humidity, and I got there and immediately started drinking, just to like try to. This is Bell House or this is Urban or yeah. yeah, and then it just it just blew back on me.
0: But <laughs> we made the show. I I didn't notice. It was great. But um, You're a shit face. That's why you didn't know. <laughs> um, I was having fun. So then you guys made
1: that first record and
0: uh and there was no bass on it no which one is it was that? a
1: project before before it before it and yeah. then it, it turned into a band the second record actually has some songs still from the first session on it okay um but and then
0: you're living here and then
1: john was there and and yeah I, I, the other
0: guy's in philly
1: gar lives in san diego obviously Yeah, uh, john lives in san diego um jason was in philadelphia and, and had been and i lived i lived here so it was so we had to get kind of get together uh, practice a bunch and then go play our shows when we're doing a tour or whatever. Just, that was the that was the thing. So it's it was, kind
0: of cool though. You just do like cool. a like a it's the same way concentrated. Songs. Yeah, you just get together, you do your stuff, and you yeah, go. get together. It's and great. the
1: songs are pretty simple, so they're not like they're not like it's not like learning Jehu songs or something like that where you have to like
0: Hot Snakes. You're saying Hot snakes is simple? Is more simple. simple. Yeah. yeah,
1: it's kept simple on purpose. It has okay. has a very structured division of labor sort of situation and like everyone does their own little has their own little country you know like yeah how they do like like the Minutemen will say well D. Boone was the treble country and Mike Watts right. the, the bass country right. and there's the drum country yeah. it's kind of like that yeah and it, there's, so it's it doesn't have the same democracy problems that Jehu had where people are because you're doing what you're doing you do what your you job do. You, this Here's is your thing song. we all trust each other oh that's cool so you, you, do, do, you do what you do yeah. I do what I do But it all works out good that way I like that yeah I do too actually
0: um. So you started out, you know, before the internet and everything. And in art and in music, obviously the internet came along and everything changed. And how do you feel things have changed, maybe for the better or the worse, as far as... Let's start with just making music, you know.
1: Uh, that's a big question, but... All that's happened is there's more tools available to you. People can home record and stuff like that. I, I can't really see how it's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. I think that people... Overuse them and like there's an over you know, you know, how you can define like a period of music, in the 80s, right? You can define that by the technology, sure, by the sounds, like sound of the drums, <laughs> right? If you yeah, listen, if you listen to say a rat record, yeah, I totally like rat, I think rat have good songs, yeah, but wouldn't rat sound more amazing if, if like, if like you just you took, took that
0: reverb off the drums, oh, yeah, yeah. You just, and you just or yeah. just
1: made yeah. them play your just, just here's, here's, the, here's the amps, guys, yeah, you're gonna play through a twin reverb, yeah, no distortion. <laughs> Rust right. to turn it up or whatever yeah. just like just make everyone pl- you know play it amazing that's, that's what you mean stuff. by rock and roll I mean that's rock and roll yeah, that yeah. Would, just strip it way yeah. down it would yeah. be totally better it would um, it wouldn't have sold any records <laughs> but you know it's just like anyway technology seems to define the the, the epoch you're in or whatever sure. like, and it's like uh, I think people have a tendency to use the technologies available to them to then to like auto-tune or whatever like you know auto t- somebody figured out like if you really push that shit up it like distorts the voice in a super weird way and like people, ween
0: i don't know if you've ever heard or there's a lots of people who do it in a weird way like oh, and lots use of, it yeah
1: like in all all contemporary like hip-hop r&b sure it's it's always it's, it's always, a tool now it's, like it's a, yeah but, it's but a also i don't particularly like right it's something that's over no but i
0: mean people use it as a parody of itself have you heard that? Like, ween? You, yeah, like well, ween. ween? Yeah, like ween. Yeah, it's ween. Ween,
1: it's ween. Ween's ween.
0: Ween's ween. But I'm just saying, yeah, I hear what you're saying. But like, so, and then with, you you started off by saying that, you you know, you, you started working in a magazine when you had to do typesetting and do all the old stuff, that the mm-hmm. analog stuff. So now you're, you make art. Uh, I guess you use computers. I don't know what your process is. I'm a is. designer. So I have yeah.
1: to, I have to, use like, if you want to, let's say, well, right now I'm doing a, some, some art for like a, a record cover for this Australian group. Okay, and I won't talk about that, but like, okay, basically, that's that's the situation. There's a lot of democracy. They have, these guys have a lot. These guys, all the guys in the band, are individuals, and they have their own opinions. Yeah. So and they have all their own own, own opinions about the art, and they want sure. it to be a certain way. So that means lots of changes. Okay. And you can't like, you can't do analog art that way because you have to keep coming back and changing it. Right. It's like if you're gonna do if you're doing any commercial, I'll go with a computer. Sure. And I can draw, I can paint, I can do all that stuff, but it's like.
0: Do you draw? I get, and a ch- paint? I
1: get to change stuff. I, I, it's easy to change it on a computer, real fast. Right
0: now, do you draw and paint as a starting point, or do you do it for yourself, like for the commercial stuff?
1: I, I draw and paint. I draw and paint when it's. It's more for pleasure than anything else at right. this point because you don't yeah. you don't. I mean, most of what I, I'm a commercial artist. I'm not. I'm yeah. not like one of these guys who like. I'm not an artist. Artist. I don't. I don't go. I. It was a time. It's been a long time since I've like hung, hung up pictures that it got on a gallery yeah. wall or something like that. it's just. Do you miss doing that? I think no. I remember I don't. a show. You no, did. I like, don't. You know. I like what I do. I, li- I like I like doing something for a reason. Yeah, for like and a record I like, cover or something. Yeah, I like I like making commercial art. I mean, I like making propaganda. I like I like, I like that stuff. I yeah. Like, I, that's that's that to me is fun. To, to me, like making some art statement that like just I don't know, just hang, hang shit on a wall. and am like, it's like who cares? Right. If like if I can make a cool T-shirt or a cool record cover or whatever. You know, I used to do animation too and stuff like that. It's all... When you were
0: working at Funny Garbage, what, what were you doing there? Animation. Animation. That's a lot what they're, of, they're, but what, what I really they're...
1: liked doing was backgrounds. Yeah. Um, Like car, backgrounds for cartoons. I yeah. That was the most fun thing um, because that was more painterly. Yeah. But a lot of that was digital too. Some of it wasn't. But it would always have to be incorporated into digital because the idea was... For, You know, it's part of a. It has to be run. A lot of the stuff we were doing is supposed to be run in a digital format. Back before this is in like nineteen ninety nine to two thousand and one or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And the internet wasn't really prepared for that kind of. The bandwidth wasn't there to like run these cartoons, so like it'd be kicking our frames and it didn't. Yeah, it wasn't there yet. Now you can do it, but um,
0: around that time I worked at a CD ROM company called Voyager, uh and it was like. Same kind of thing, like they were trying to. I mean, do you even know? I mean, remember what CD-ROMs are? They were like CDs that you put in your computer, and you had a digital and you record experience. Them. No, you don't. No, no, they were oh, pre-recorded, like digital experiences on a- interactive CDs. interactive CDs that were on a on your computer. Right, but it was like the technology was so slow and like so janky and glitchy. Then <laughs> right. They made it. They were.
1: But it, it's some in some ways. I really missed that time because because it was exciting and you didn't. Now you just feel like your your phone and your computer are spying on you and stealing your information and like sure they and are there's, and there's only yeah they are, I like, <laughs> they are and there's only like there's only these, these, these few formats people deal with they deal with Instagram they deal with Twitter they deal with Facebook they de- I don't have any of these things by the way and Not, if, none of them none of them okay and um, the last social media thing I had was MySpace, MySpace. I had like I had, <laughs> I had like I just I didn't even use it so why is it that you don't want to do it just it- I don't like it. I don't like it I don't. I, I, Twitter is abominable like Twitter is a nightmare I've never I've never used that's, Twitter that's just a uh, face, Facebook I don't like Facebook care for that one either well. um, Instagram I think is Instagram is, is the one I would do
0: that's the one I do the most I, I do that one just because you don't work you don't talk there's no talking really no there's no comments it's like a, oh a, there's an image you can comment oh you can comment people can get way up their butts with the comments but I like the fact that it's mostly it's image. It's just driven. image based, so Yeah, that, that's exactly. cool.
1: MySpace was actually kinda of a cool one because it was music based. Yeah. It was all I about remember. music. Right. Um, that's true. It was just music. Yeah, it's music. And everyone's was just sharing right. music and stuff like that. It wasn't about anything else. It I mean, like it's like, like it's gotten to the point where it's like to make money as a musician, musician. it's it's merch and playing shows. Merch you sell to shows. Well,
0: so which brings me so you you did obits for a long time and I don't I can't really tell from like, well is obits
1: done or obits is done it's not really, I think it'll get revisited at some it'll point it'll get revisited because you're like doing, all bands can get revisited now it's like this we've broken all the if you're rules. still alive you can play together if yeah. you want to yeah. those, I know those guys they're right down the street not down the street they're in Park Slope. <laughs> So Obits, well, so Rob is busy with Savak. That's his name. his band? Savak. Yeah, S-A-V-A-K. Um, and they're all Brooklyn guys. Well, it depends. Alexis Fleisig plays drums a lot, and he's now lives in Los Angeles. Was living in Texas for a while. When we were playing, he lived here. Um, Scott Gersky lives in Jersey. He was he was the first drummer. Uh, Greg Simpson, the bass player, the best musician in the man uh I think mean, he's just working. He's not doing anything. Which is a shame because he's 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 awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Chronology goes runs. Here's here here's the timeline. Wait, 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 Crash wait, wait, wait. worship pitchfork. Drive like Jehu. Hot snakes. Obits. Hot snakes. <laughs> drive like Jehu. No, drive like Jehu. Hot. Something like that. Right. Yeah.
0: Well, what I was gonna say was Hot snakes was on uh, released on Swami, right? On Swami label, like was that it was. on? Which is John Reese's label, right? It was. Yeah. So getting or it is not anymore. But just getting back to like the kind of good things, some good things about the internet. Yeah. You can kind of make your own distribution channels. It seems like. And
1: for music, it's it's so amazing. Yeah, it's there's so, I mean, it's like you can. The world is at your fingertips. You can book your own tours. You can right. record your own music. You can, you can propagate it. You can do. I mean, you could. You, I mean, it's just. It, it's there's so many things you could do with the internet. It's it's like, mostly a positive thing. I just think people are a little bit too hooked on it. Oh yeah, for sure. And that's that's uh, it's it's like it's the problem is it's it's, it's replaced a lot of basic interactions people used to have with the world. You know, back before the internet, how you used to go on tour and used to do things and used to be able to drive places and find them. You just use a map. It wasn't wasn't that big a deal. I, know.
0: I don't really miss using a map to be perfectly honest. I like the idea. I loved but all you, the other interactions that were could all human. Do it. You could do it. Oh, dude. I have so many, I got lost so many times. I, I just don't have a good, the only thing I regret about those days would be not having a map map quest or something.
1: Everything else, I don't regret. Like I like the fact when that... we go on it When we went, we would go on tour. We'd go to the, the uh, AAA, mm-hmm. and you'd buy uh, trip ticks. Yeah, exactly. I your whole map good. is there. It's all printed the out. The entire it. You give them your, your itinerary. Yep. That your the addresses of where you wanted to go. Really and they cool. would print out like, like a stack yeah. of maps. on paper. Yeah. yeah. Well, like booklets Yeah, and, and uh, you're set
0: and then you have to do the game of like seeing where you are and, and find, figuring out where to go and all that yeah with my bands it was mostly it just people fighting about which does this mean we're supposed to turn left or right and then asking and then for me I was always like let's just pull over and ask this German dude where the club is but they were sure. like no we're gonna figure it out I'm like no just pull over ask that German guy he's gonna I figure totally it out. Agree. I totally agree ask <laughs> yeah just ask
1: ask <laughs> yeah that's yeah and that's, there's, there's another human interaction that's gone you totally
0: so, you've toured a lot all over the world, obviously. You played Australia a lot.
1: Um, what was that like? How was... Did you do Asia ever? I don't know. Australia's kind of like flying 17 hours to go to El Cajon. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like... It's, <laughs> it's like... It's cool. I have some gripes with Australia. It's too expensive. Or at least really? it was. Yeah. I remember doing a tour of Australia and then going to Japan afterwards. I'm like, Japan is cheap! Really? Yeah. Cheaper than Australia? Yeah. Wow. It's like the land of the $25 breakfast or whatever. It's like... Australia. As a smoker, it bums me out because they won't let me bring my cigarettes in. But that, and then, and then, then you yeah, got to buy the. No one has any sympathy for me because because no one smokes, but like I do, <laughs> and I like to smoke, and I, and you have to go to like a Seven Eleven, which are ubiquitous; they're everywhere. The more seven eleven in Australia. In Australia, oh my god, they're everywhere. And you go into the store and you're like, blah blah, blah blah. I want some cigarettes, and they're like, cool. And there's a metal cabinet behind you, and you're like, well, what do you got? And like, we can't tell you that. <laughs> I'm like, Okay. And you start naming off brands. Nope, 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 nope. And you just land on one, and you get these, these terrible cigarettes, that'll be, <laughs> and that'll be twenty five Australian dollars, oh, which is pretty much one for one. Oh my God! And you just you just you just like fuck you. <laughs> and then it costs
0: a lot to drink. You gotta sneak your cigarettes in like your amp. You can't sneak it no.
1: Oh man, they're such they're <laughs> they're Nazis about it. <laughs> I remember being there like two days or something like that over my papers because I because. One of the things I like to do when I go on tour someplace, if I'm going to go that far, when the tour is over, I'll try to stay for a couple weeks at least. Sure. You know, and yeah. Yeah, check it out. Yeah. So I have friends in Australia, and I stay with them, and it's great. Um, but I think I overstayed my, my working papers. Like, and they, I, I, you know, I got taken and pulled over into like a room and grilled and stuff like that. Like, dude, I'm, I'm leaving. Let me leave. I'm wow. trying to leave. <laughs> What's the wow. problem? Whatever. That's
0: interesting. So what's your shittiest gig, if you had to name one or a couple? The I like shittiest gig? I, like I to can name two. Okay.
1: Driving to the opening for the Boredoms at Slim's in San Francisco. That was probably number one. That was. Uh, we had to drive through the night from Bellingham, Washington, where we had played a, a matinee show. John and I were both deadly sick with the flu. Hmm. We showed up there to open for the Boredoms. Before, I love the Boredoms. Yeah, everyone loves the boredoms <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so the board yeah, I don't, boredoms cool I don't I, that's, not, that's not a problem the boredoms to open for the boredoms was a problem this night because okay San Francisco has what I call like I call the shelf stage high and narrow so like yeah it's like just so they put the they, they had two drum sets okay that were and they're the band they're the headlining band right. so they set them both up and they have all these triggers and shit like that and they can't really break them down right. So it's like we show up and like okay it's time for sound check, and like where do we put our drums like there's no room in front of you're gonna have to strike one of these drum sets and they're like no oh. And the club was like no and we're both we're all sick and we're like so we had to set up in a line where like well like, like Mark was at the other end right which is a thing that's totally alien to me because yes. I I need to be I need to look in at the, the I drums. need to look at the drums yeah I need to I need to hear them I can't have my monitor because I have to sing I can't right. have all that crap in my monitor right so we just. Absolutely, we were also dead. We, felt we were dead, sick, tired. Our shit was all fucked up, and we sucked <laughs> in front of all these Boredoms fans who were like, "Well, ooh, they were very good." Oh, normally, no. normally we would have fucking crushed the fucking boredom. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because we were good. Yeah. And we we did, we didn't fuck around. And, yeah. And that sucks to suck like that. Yeah. The second worst one was Obits played in Cork, Ireland. Okay. On a Sunday night uh a free Sunday night and there's plenty of people in the place. Our rider was Warm Budweiser Tall Boys. <laughs> that right there is a bad omen. Oh, That's a red flag right there. <laughs> they did they've even bother to you can't drink that beer warm.
0: It's shitty enough as it is. And
1: it's a place where like you have Murphys and stuff like that. Right. It's like but we wanted a Murphys we to go, we had to go pay for it. And yeah. Ireland at the time was expensive. Right. They had that they had that Celtic dragon thing going on. <laughs> which is gone now but like uh, so we played and people were just didn't understand what we were doing oh really it was free who were you playing with we were playing by ourselves just uh, you guys just yeah. obits and, we, uh, and they they were like they could not have been more confused about what we were doing and they were like making up these funny dances like in between uh. well, in between throwing darts or whatever <laughs> and it was just just a totally humiliating experience okay um it's funny because the Night Marchers played like like two weeks after this and they had exactly the same experience there. Okay, so
0: they, this is Dublin, no? It's
1: Cork, no, Cork. Dub- oh, Dublin's, cork. Dublin rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dublin's awesome. And Cork was a cool place. I like Cork. I just, it just that the show was just like, yeah, a bunch of dipshits, culty bastards,
0: culty. That's like a redneck, freaking. It's a, it's a, it's, it's a like a southern or whatever. British it's like British. a. I just learned that term because I read a book where they're t- talking about culties, which is like they're kind of the uh, the uncultured like whatever redneck. irish irish oh, redneck. redneck although the term redneck now i don't use because i just learned what it actually means do you know where rednecks com- comes from nope. so it comes from uh, a red bandana around your neck to signify that you're in a uh, union so the union guys who are getting busted by the strikebusters or, or the, you know by the yeah, strikers yeah, I mean, they scabs they were, the are, scabs so the rednecks are the, the actual different the different union places. guys yeah, okay. So I, I think it's kind of a cool, like, I don't know, it's kind of cool to be a redneck like, if that's what you are. You're in the Union, you're not the scab. Sure. So the scab's called the rednecks.
1: That's the same thing with, like, skinheads or something like that. Those those guys were, like, the original skids were, like, socialists and... Really? Yeah, they weren't, they weren't like... Nazis? No. Really? No. I don't yes. know about that.
0: Like, in England? Yeah. Huh. So yeah. how did they become Nazis?
1: I don't know. How did they become a Nazi? <laughs> like... <laughs> I don't know. Misguided. How do you become a Nazi? I don't I don't get it. Like, I especially don't understand like punk Nazi. Like, right. I'm a punk Nazi. Like, really? You'd be the first people to go if it was like it, it, right. It's like what? if there was an actual like right, Nazi, Nazi regime, Na- yeah, you'd be the first to go. That's there's true. a there's a lot of misconceptions about the You're like, like Nazi. an unemployed yeah.
0: musician. You got to go, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> You're in the truck. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Running around like in your boots and your braces shit. like vandalizing shit. Yeah, you you would you wouldn't, you wouldn't last very long. That's true. Like They'd just put true. you in the fucking yeah. army. That's true.
0: Oh, I wanted to ask you about Thingy. I love Thingy. I love Rob Crow. Like, what? What? How did that come about? You You sang on some of his
1: stuff. I just, you know, I just guessed it. On Showed his, up some stuff, and he he sang on some of the Jehu stuff too, right? Yeah, he's sing, he, he sings generally whenever Luau. I need some backup vocals. Yeah. i uh, I'll call Rob because because he has a good voice and and uh, he has a higher voice. Yeah. Whereas like John singing a backup has a he has a he's a deeper voice than I do. Right. So sometimes right. you want a little bit of a higher voice. Right. Right that's um, cool so like he sang on the last record on anyway. the last Obits record? no on the last Hot Snakes record oh Hot Snakes record? on the Jericho so
0: Sirens one so was that the last record you made it was Hot Snakes? That was that's the most you recent mean, one
1: and so well um, the most recent LP there was there was actually there's actually 7 Inches and shit like that that came after what songs did Rob sing on? probably Death Camp Fantasy probably sang on okay. that and Glenn I Galloway. love Rob's voice Glenn Galloway from Truman's Water sang on that oh cool Matt from Soft Hat sang on that
0: So like you're gonna what's your next thing like are you gonna I mean all this all the bands are kind of like they're all sort of broken up but not broken up it's like when you get back together with AustinX stuff. Politics
1: is not broken up. Politics is, is is current. It's fully is, is on is is doing stuff.
0: You just played a show,
1: somewhere. We were just, just it, we were just in the UK. How was that? Great. It's fun. A little uh, cold, it's, and damp, but that's normal. Food's improved. We actually played on the uh, speaking of politics we played on the. Uh, the night of the big election in uh, in london
0: oh the brexit
1: not well it was more johnson versus corbyn oh okay um how that go i mean the the, game, oh, the the labor got crushed right i know the, like smashed um and, it, and people were like I me mean, our fans are mostly going to be labor voters so right. they were just like, well, like i just said you know like let's have fun and have a party and blah blah blah. and, and it so, was a great show actually it was, it
0: yeah well, so, okay, so this, I gotta poke you, I gotta push you a little bit, so you're not, obviously, like, music is not the vehicle to, like, talk about politics,
1: but... It can politi- be, but I just, I, I just don't think, I just don't, I, I just don't like, like I said, I don't like musicians, people, like, entertainer, people pontificating. I understand, and, like,
0: the... Turn of, the like it turns off. The song that you picked is kind of, like, you know, all the politicians are full of shit, so uh-huh. is that, would that characterize your, uh, your political, uh, viewpoint?
1: Kinda, yeah. I mean, I think politicians are mostly just sort of public relations people for people with real power. I don't. Who are who's the, who are the people with the real power? Well, that's probably that's that's a lot longer of a conversation. But and, and the, thing, the thing is, I don't know. But I I think they're people you don't vote for. <laughs> people you don't vote for. So no. is there any way to vote for people, people to try to make a dent in
0: that situation? <coughs> What's that? Is there anyone you can vote for to try to make a dent in that situation? Or
1: crush that situation, or how do you change it? I think if I was, as far as voting goes, when the next election comes up, I w- I, w- I want to vote for someone who's going to make the world a more peaceful place. Uh, uh, somebody who's not going to polarize and uh, divide and and make things shitty for everyone. I think I think that's and I think that's I think there's a lot of that. I don't like it. Right.
0: I, I hear you. And is there somebody in specific that you think? Is that person?
1: No, and I, I, I'm, that's another thing. I don't, I'm not going to fucking endorse some politician. I understand. Like, I'll see how it pans out, but like, I, I, I'm. It's like a, I think it's really a cardinal sin in rock and roll to like to like endorse a politician. Right. right?
0: I'm not asking to, you. No, to no, do no, that. no, no. It's more like for me. I just when people have intelligent people have uh, the opinion that it's all so broken that like you know blah blah blah. I don't think it's broken. Okay. I just,
1: I just don't think. I just don't think that it's. I think. I don't think the world needs to be like you know let's 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 fucking tear this muck and duck fucker down and build a new world in its ashes is is crazy too but right. like I think it's just like you have to we have institutions blah 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 try to make try to work with those blah 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 I don't know it's I don't know I'm not a politician I'm not that's if I wanted to be a politician I'd go be a fucking politician unfortunately I'm just a lowly Brock musician and <laughs> you know artist sort of so, well
0: you know what it's it's a it's an honorable. Profession to, uh,
1: there's, rock there's, people's asses in the, in the meantime. There's a, there is a place for it. <laughs> there people, sure is. The, the, the people need it, and I, and I think yeah. that we provide that service, and um, and I think it's if it's not it's not necessarily noble, but it's it's, it's not like being a doctor I'll tell you what, or a, it's it's but it's something. It I'll, is something because you know up? what? not
0: Not everybody might need a um, watch repairman because they might not have a watch, but pretty much everyone listens to music. Right, and so if you're making music, you're kind of doing something that everyone,
1: right, it has responds to. to. There's a need for it. There's a need for in it in human society. I need it. Yeah. I mean, my life would be. I mean, it's funny how like how you can like. I could wake up with a hangover and get up and like, and all I have to do is put on like you know my fucking status quo record or something like that and like, I it's feel am- amazing. Well, not amazing, but I feel a lot better. It's, yeah. it's it really. There's just something about it. I love it. I've always loved it. It's you're gonna have to drag me out of it, kicking and screaming or whatever. I, I, I fucking love rock and roll. Fucking, fucking love rock and roll. rock and roll. And I love music in general. It's just it's just the best thing.
0: Thanks for There's, making such good music all these years, man. Well, really thanks. Thanks for uh, thanks for talking it's to me. It's definitely made me feel. This better. is the
1: first time I've ever done one of these things, by the way.
0: All right. Well, I think you you crushed it.
1: Probably the last one too. <laughs>
0: all right. Thanks, Rick.
1: Good night, yeah, Pierre. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Bye. Alright, thank you for listening to my conversation with Rick Froberg. This has been Pierre Pressure Podcast. Please go on iTunes and subscribe and leave a rating. You can also go on my website, pierredegayon.com to find out about all my upcoming shows with Open Kimono, Bad Reputation, The Shrimps, and any other projects I have going on. Thank you for listening. A la prochaine.